Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome, Michael. Welcome, TJ. Hey, guys. Oh, hello there. I'm nervous now. Why did we do this again? <laughs> have, we, have we not learned our lesson? You left the back door open and we came in through the window. That's fair. Came, oh. Yeah. Because mm. we are not vampires. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yet. Ooh, this is weird energy to start an episode. You know? <laughs> well, we are about to talk about a movie that involves cannibals. So let's, let's, yeah. vampire energy is, is not misplaced. Spoiler alert, it involves either cannibals or actual monsters that are supernatural in nature and not people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did immediately destroy the reveal. I'm sorry. Spoiler <laughs> alert, it's mm-hmm. just people. People eating people. It's the Soylent Green of monsters. It's the Soylent Green of monsters. It's people. When you think it's not twins, it's cannibals. That made no sense. Yeah. You know, it's because it's, it's never twins. It's, it's never, never monsters. Twins. It's Shit. just cannibals. What the, what the hell movie did we watch? I I'm don't confused know. now. <laughs> yeah, I'm all over the place. I, she actually might have been twins in this movie. They all look the same to me. Oh, my gosh. There, there were two yes. dudes who I think they were, they were interchangeable. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. Megan. A- Amber. What did we watch? Well... Um, we watched the lovely 13th Warrior, the, uh, 1999 13th Warrior. Yes. Oh, good. Thank you for clarifying on that one. We didn't want to confuse <laughs> it with the myriad other 13th Warriors that was, exactly. that were, because they were multiple, oh, so many of them, mm-hmm. released at other times. Yes. In fairness, there's a lot of 13 movies, right? There's, thir- well, I mean, there's... 13 assassins come to mind but there's like i don't know there's just like a bunch of them 13 ghosts yeah 13 reasons why this is the 13th warrior the only one of its name based on a michael Crichton book eaters of the dead it's a creepy title but as tj pointed out while we were watching it um it's it's much more preferable than eating the living i think so (laughs) i thought that was i thought that was a good remark yeah that's yeah (laughs) and the eaters of the dead is itself based on two different things uh the beowulf epic mm-hmm. as well as apparently the real life exploits of the character for whom T- antonio banderas is named uh right yeah a, a middle eastern historian who apparently really did travel and hang out with some uh norse warriors yeah yep good yeah, old. and, and he was an expert Vikings. in dressage as well i believe oh my gosh <laughs> that, had to be how they made this movie out of those two things <laughs> I don't know. It's it's incredible to think that this is somehow like the, the flow chart of how we got here is bonkers. It's very. It's almost as if they picked two things out of a hat. <laughs> let's let's have these random things. Okay, we're gonna. Oh, okay, Beowulf. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> Ahmad Ibn Fadlan's uh, historical account of the Volga Vikings. All right, here we go. Well, those Let two me get things. To those two things actually do make sense because, like, Beowulf is is kind of you know Norse based ish. You know, True. magical, magical saga. Uh, my my thinking more is along the lines of how did we get from real life interesting historical figure and epic poem to the thirteenth warrior? Mm. That's that's what boggles my mind. Um, but I, you know what? I'm thinking. I'm thinking if I read some of the synopses from some of my favorite sites, we'll we'll get a little glimmer in, into what this movie was about and how these things all came together. So, Megan. Yes, Amber. Where would you like me to start? Um, let's start. Uh, uh, um, do you want to go start with Amazon or save it? Oh, to you last? want you want me to start with Amazon? You want to? You, okay. I, wow. Do you eat your dessert first too? Sometimes. <laughs> Why would I even ask you? We're starting with Metacritic. Okay. This one I had to expand the synopsis because it was that long. Ibn Fadlan, 
parentheses, Banderas, an important emissary who is banished from his homeland, comes across a band of Norse warriors who coerce him into joining them when they are surrounded to fight mis- or summoned to fight mysterious creatures legendary for consuming every living thing in their path. First sentence. Eventually surrounded by the frightening and ferocious foe, Eben must con- conquer his personal fears and help battle the elusive invaders who emerge out of the Shroud of Fog and the Black of Night. Oh, boy. Wow. I mean, okay. Wow. It was evocative. I got chills. Did anyone else get chills? It was, it was yeah. definitely evocative. I mean, it was good, but man, that, those sentences roll along like a train coming down the mountain without rails. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Legendary without for rails. consuming every living thing in their path. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that was accurate, at least. No, it was fairly accurate. I don't know about the coer- coercion. He didn't seem necessarily coerced. I guess he must have been coerced. He wasn't He was it. coerced. He didn't yeah, want to do fair. it. Yeah. He didn't want to yeah, do it. Yeah. Right. He didn't seem... I, I, I think we can cover this later. I feel like if he was coerced, they didn't cover that very... It was like Yeah, they skipped right through he, the coercion. He seemed like he was on board more jovially than I would have ever thought. It's assumed coercion. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have IMDb. A man, having fallen in love with the wrong woman, is sent by the Sultan himself on a diplomatic mission to a distant land as an ambassador. Stopping at a Viking village port to restock on supplies, he finds himself unwittingly embroiled in a quest to banish a mysterious threat in a distant Viking land. It's pretty I good. I didn't know they were stopping for supplies. Also, they, they no. were not stopping for supplies. No. They were I running will, from the Tartans. Yeah. I will point out that Metacritic claims that he was an important emissary who was banished from his homeland. He is described as a poet. He describes his personal profession as poet. And then when he falls in love with the wrong woman, he gets banished as like an ambassador to distant lands. So it, yeah, it's one of those punishment ambassadorships. He's a punishment ambassador. Yeah. yeah of, the, of a poet. A, yeah. He's like, oh, you write poetry. Well, now you're an ambassador to, like, barbarians in the north. Yeah, nowadays it's a, a kickback to, like, somebody who donates to your campaign. But back in the day, it was, right. you're trying to be an adulterer, so you're going to go to a distant land where you will probably die. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And make, you know, inroads with other cultures. And, well, of course, you can. You'll, pro- you'll probably die, and you won't even understand what anyone is saying to you no. as you're dying. <laughs> exactly. You'll be, you'll be surrounded by gibberish, uh, to you, gibberish. Mm-hmm. That's, that is a bad death. Yeah. Especially if you're a poet, a person of words, yeah, right? It's like sending, sending a poet to a place where no one can understand your art, right? It's like sending a musician to an island where no one has hearing. So true. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. true. Good point. Poetic justice. Hmm? Uh, oh, no. I will show myself out. <laughs> Just play you out. All right. Amazon. Best for last. A band of warriors are being attacked by ferocious creatures. Yes. That's it. That's it. The end? That's the end. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you, Amazon. Thank you so fucking much for never disappointing me. I also, there are new features that I either haven't noticed before or just exist on this one. Below the description, it says, this title is colon, fantastic, sad, gritty. And then it also describes it in under genres as a documentary Adventure action. What? Wow. It's none of those. Well, I mean, it's adventure and action, but it's not a documentary. I love Amazon so much. (laughs) Oh, my God, Amazon. Who is doing this? Like, I can appreciate the challenge of trying to summarize a movie in, like, one sentence or two sentences max. Um, But you have to be somewhat accurate. They're not attacked by the monsters. They are there to hunt the monsters, right? Like, it's... it's, Right. Oh, man. And technically... Uh, Banderas' character isn't a warrior either. It's they have stripped it of all meaning. 
A random <laughs> band of generic warriors are attacked by generic ferocious creatures. You know, we has don't it, know as it happened in history. Yeah, yeah. we don't as, know where. Know, we don't know who the warriors are. We don't know why anybody's doing anything. It's so, this could be a fucking werewolf movie, and they're soldiers for all we care. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine some poor kid like staying up late and he has to do like a, a book report on like a documentary that he saw and he types in documentary into the search and he comes to 13th Warrior and he's like, wow, learning is fun. Learning <laughs> is amazing and surprisingly graphically gonna, gory. I'm going to go to school and talk about the 13th Warrior. Um, I just, that's, that's amazing. Thank you, Amazon. Well, I would like to try to top that if I could. Yes, please. <gasps> With our recurring segment. Mm-hmm. Michael wraps the plot. Yay. Yes. Which I literally wrote in the 10 minutes that it took for TJ to figure out his recording device. So yep. it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. No doubt <clears throat> in my mind. We also did see you practice it while you were mute for about I did mute my microphone. Three or four yes. seconds. So yeah. now there's expectations for quality because you said I practiced it. Yes. Okay. Oh boy, we're going to throw him under that bus. All right, here we go. Say, my homeboy, Eben, it's time you were leaving. Looking at my wife, man, you some kind of heathen. Sent to the north, cold land, hiking. Chased by Tartars to the water where they meet the Vikings. Language barriers at a Viking funeral. Burn the dead king's wife. Eat dinner from a snot bowl. Fog boy asks for help. They say (laughs) yes, no doubt. A witch reads bones and 13 dudes roll out. What's this monster? It's a mystery. Viking SWAT team about to make history. Up in Hrothgar's castle, which kind of sucks. Pretending to sleep. Wake and stab those fucks. Build a wall of sticks. Mix politics. Puck the caps of thug before the (laughs) Midnight warm trucks down a bunch of warriors. What could be worse? Now they raid in the cave, take the fight on their turf, decap their queen, then take a little dip. Bullvide dies, but it was all worth the trip. What the? Yes. (laughs) Yes, Michael. Yes. That was amazing. Was that was fantastic? Yeah. Ten minutes, I think, too. That was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we even? I, Do we have to say anything else? Anyone? Couldn't I find just, a rhyme just, for dressage. That's the only thing I'm really disappointed yeah. about. Look at mirage. They come out of the they oh, come God. out of the the mist like a mirage. I'll show myself out. <laughs> God, I should I knew we, we got to workshop this stuff. Anyway, yeah, uh, very. That was beautiful, Michael. That, was, I, that might be your best one yet, and I. It, I feel like I now need to demand that everyone watch the Thirteenth Warrior and then come back and re-listen to that because that was a perfect the plot. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was. Let's 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 get into the deets though, guys, because this movie I love this movie. Yeah, let's let's tell us, Michael. Tell us, tell us about the. Do you remember the first time you saw it? Do you remember how old you were? What your journey? Oh well, uh, I mean. High school, I guess. I mean, I, I had read, I was old enough to have read Beowulf. So I actually recognized the references to Beowulf. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I just, I was excited because as I've said on the podcast before, like I've, I'm always in the mood for like a medieval adventure style movie, you know, and Lord of the Rings wasn't out yet. So we had 13th Warrior and I like, I like Antonio Banderas a lot. Um, he had just been, or he had just made Zorro, and I can't remember if Zorro came out before or after this. But like, I like, I just he he was very good in this movie. But um, it, you know, he's he he was cast because he had that star power, right? 
And but I feel like in other parts there are some of the other side characters that really kind of steal the spotlight from him a little bit. But yeah, no, I just I just it was a fun action adventure movie. It's one of those kind of movies where you can kind of catch it at any point in the plot, and the plot's not all that great or complicated, but um, it would be it's fun to watch it from any point. I think in the movie, my, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's, it is like you could watch this could be on like a movie channel, you know, or like, you know, mm-hmm. TBS, you know, and you could pop in ha- halfway through and whatever mm-hmm. scene you're on is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going you're gonna to feel feel like you, you, you alive again for the first time. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> oh, cool. 13th Warriors on. I know what I'm doing for the next however long there's left in this movie. There's left. It's yeah. this. This is what I'm doing. I, I yeah, yeah, I love this movie. I loved it the first time I watched it. It was unsettling and gory it gets really creepy and then just violent the vikings well difficult to remember who's who if you watch it enough times you just describe them by their features and you are fond Mm -hmm. as fuck of them despite the fact that there's no character development for the most part they're lines that make me laugh it's it's just wonderful it's a fish out of water story with murder and cannibals and medieval and sword and not really sorcery, but like there's a little mm. supernatural tingle to things going on. A little bit. The 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 psychological warfare that the monster mm. that the cannibals bring is like a new level of villainy. It's it's this really cool um terrorism that they really enact upon uh Hrothgar's kingdom and, and the other people of the north. And it's clever and they're supposed to be so like this juxtaposition of like cannibals are supposed to be like these uh, basically animal monster, not really like you wouldn't think of them as intelligent, but here they are like doing these very sophisticated, um, you know, psych out maneuvers to, yes. to really just cripple, not just the, the, you know, the, the murdering and killing everybody, but like psychologically just cripple yeah, the entire kingdom. Their will to live and their will to fight. Yeah, you could argue that they were animals, or they were trying to get food because obviously they're eating the people as well, mm-hmm. right? So, but it's, and so they could have been entirely practical. But they said, you know what? We should have fun with our work too, right? They and they <laughs> so they made it interesting for themselves. They upped the difficulty level, I would say, mm-hmm. um, and ultimately it was self defeating. I mean, they could have been practical and sort of just like grab people here and there. But I and we could talk about you know how their terrorism ultimately led to I think their defeat. Um, mm-hmm. but, but it was, they shine very brightly for, for a period. It's very true. Yeah. yeah so I think I, for all the reasons you said, this is a great movie. It's literary. I think that's, that's the first thing you mentioned, Michael, cause you read, you had a bit where Beowulf, I call mm-hmm. this one of the more literary films I've seen. Um, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's eerie and violent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that face you're making? <laughs> they, the, uh, the, the people can't see the face, Michael, but is it, yeah. that was agreement? Is that an agreement face? I, we'll call it that for now. Um, and it's funny, as Amber mentioned. There's mm. lots of like, like very actually like, kind of hilarious moments and there's heartfelt mm-hmm. moments. Um, I I tear up. I tear up in a couple scenes. You know, um, when he's we, you know, the 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 end when uh, the king or the person who hasn't been a king but he's gonna be. Anyways, I don't remember the quotes, but deeds and things. And that's it's beautiful. Yeah. That's everything I have to say. Listen to Michael's rap again instead of what I just said. Every <laughs> <laughs> TJ, do you have do you have a memory of seeing this for the first time? I don't. I don't remember the the moments that I Amber and I probably saw this together the first time. She probably remembers better than I do. Um, I I also must have been in in high school. It came out when I was probably a, what like a junior or something in high school. I think. Am I am I wrong? When did ninety nine? You would have been a senior. And so uh, I'm sure Amber and I saw this together at home. Um, on probably a VHS. I did and have it, it was, on VHS. Um, 
and mm-hmm. it was thrilling. I suspect we may have just rewound it and watched it again, you know, which meant, you know, it took 10 minutes in between, but. Yeah. Because you had to <laughs> pop the disc out, put it in the rewinder so mm-hmm. it didn't wear out your yep. VCR. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. a whole thing. We just lost your whole millennial audience. All of them. I <laughs> certainly hope so. Back in our day. And this this is Megan's first go through of the glorious and it was thirteen first go through. <laughs> she yeah. almost got to watch it. We were talking so much the whole time. <laughs> she said to tune you guys out a little bit, and then mm-hmm. I was able to actually focus on the movie. Yeah, what were your initial impressions, Megan? Um, I really, I really loved it. I think it was it was not necessarily was what I was expecting for some reason. Um, I I didn't know. I, I, you know, I didn't have any basis for it. So, so like the, the creepiness of the cannibals really rang through. And the, I mean, it's got that, like you said, the Beowulf kind of feeling to it, which is also very creepy. Um, yeah. And then it was, yeah. And then everybody was delightful until they died. So that was great. <laughs> which they did frequently. Many, many of them did. Yeah, they, they do did frequently, frequently often, die. Often and, and violently. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think the first death was probably the most violent one, actually. And they yeah, sort of just made um, it. yeah, yeah. The forcible. When they broke yeah. into the to the chamber, and there was yeah, one of the Vikings got just his, his head, head ripped, ripped off. off, just right like, off, yeah, with his, like yeah. with arms, yeah, yeah barehanded, like not cut off, ripped head off. rip, yeah, and then yeah. T- takes Wolf. that head with him, and yeah. then the camera follows the head as he's carrying mm-hmm. it away. Yeah, I actually, I, I wanted, I wanted there to be like a long scene where you were, it was shot from the perspective of the head. Like, like I think yeah. I think if it, if it had been like uh, a oh, certain wow. uh, more avant garde director, we would have watched that's, yeah the head be like retreating from the battle, Jesus, and, like and yeah. witnessing um, the battle. Wow, that is that is very next level, TJ. As as it was, I was I was about to compliment like the the, the action sequences are well directed and yes. well lit. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen enough recent stuff that like it's too dark or too much camera shaking. Like yeah, it's hard to follow what's happening. Like that the action sequences in here are excellently shot mm-hmm. um you even though you don't know who everyone is um you can follow what's happening pretty yep. well and there's not a ton of cuts in motion and it's like it's mm-hmm. it, it's short brutal bloody like the gore is well out. done yeah. and well used and i i don't feel excessive like that too is meant to be because like you're watching freaking viking warriors hack apart freaking cannibals it's messy mm-hmm. yes. um so yeah it's i, I agreed and that that was as, as we move into the critics' corner, that was mm-hmm. something that um, a lot of the positive reviews and, and even the, you know, middle-of-the-road reviews said, like, nobody disagrees that the action was pretty baller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The story is where people fell down. Like, and, and, a, and a couple of sure. people definitely mentioned the end, which is anticlimactic. It, there's sort of a, a double ending that happens in this movie, and we, we did some reading online, and now we know why that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mostly it was we don't like the story at all. We think it's badly made. We think it's clunky. We think it's lumbering. Some people didn't like the fact that it jumped from one set piece to another. And apparently the action mm-hmm. wasn't enough to keep their attention. I'm sorry, Roger Ebert, okay? It's a freaking, <laughs> did you not read Amazon's Amateur. description? It's about warriors yep. beset by ferocious creatures. What are you expecting? Yeah. Yep, yep. What's What's ironic, I suppose, is... If, if they could have made this a longer movie and really explored some subplots and really like built up to more things, but then I think the pacing would have really suffered. You know what I mean? Right. Like, mm-hmm. right. As it is, like I mentioned earlier, like you can watch any part of it and continue watching it and understand it and enjoy it. There would be some serious dragging moments, and that's, a, that's another mistake that a lot of modern movies make: is they they make that two and a half hour long epic, 
and it just drags in parts and it's like that we don't need all that you know there, there's enough there you know would i like another hour of this movie probably because i like the movie but um did the movie really really need it i think these i think the critics are wrong about that yeah yeah i think i think i went like five minutes at the end you know at an, in a normal thing in a movie where you followed a bunch of different cast of characters where it just shows where are they now or like where'd they go next mm-hmm. you know like <laughs> yep Rathgar became a lawyer and now works in, you know, <laughs> that's, what, that's really where I wanted it to go. And yeah. so I think yeah. that's, that's what really great. Yep. Even if it was just like spliced into the credits, like the way Marvel does or something, you know, yep. like, yeah. <laughs> just like showing like a little picture of like a Viking yeah. with a fish and he's all like smiling with his thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yep. He started his own fishing company, Bubba, Bubba <laughs> Viking Fishing or something. I don't know. Um, I mean, other than that, that clearly it is missing that. Uh, but uh, I I agree with Michael. It you don't need long heartfelt conversations about people's feelings and motivations for this movie to be effective. I think for me the one failing was how quickly they went from just the eerie uncertainty of the foe to oh they're just like cannibals who are pretending to be bears. I mean I I, I like that the runtime is relatively lean. It's like an hour and forty two minutes. So you kind of have to do that to then kind of get to the, how do we solve this problem in the action scenes? But I, I think they almost blew that mystery a little bit too fast. It was kind of rapid fire. But other than that, I mean, they're warriors. They're not going to have long feelings about, like, long conversations about their feelings and motivations. Like, the quote that TJ was thinking of is one of the biggest heartfelt exchanges amongst characters. Antonio Banderas's character and like the chieftain who's leading the band of Vikings to deal with the threat, they're about to go off to almost certain death. And the chieftain is like, I will die a pauper because I have nothing. Like I came here to do this. I was going to make my fortunes afterwards. I'm screwed. And he said, you know, just, just to the air, a man mm-hmm. might be thought wealthy if someone were to draw the story of his deeds. Then at this point, he's, he's since learned that Antonio Banderas himself can write, and he's a poet. And Antonio mm. Banderas, again, just says to the heir, such a man would be wealthy indeed. It's just a way of saying, hey, bro, it's wouldn't beautiful. it be cool if you wrote about me since I'm going to die with nothing? And Banderas yeah. is like, yeah, that would be, I, I got you, dude. But, I got you, baby. But they yeah. said it <laughs> like warriors and men. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what this movie mm-hmm. it, it this movie speaks with deeds and greatness. It, yeah. it does. It's not, it, and it shouldn't be a talky movie. It, you rem- it, the other thing that that what you just said reminds me of too is um, Banderas's relationship with the peasant woman. Yes, there's o- they almost don't even look at each other, but they have this really brief romance that is just kind of doomed and fatalistic. Like they they mm-hmm. expecting fully to die. They both survive. Uh, spoiler alert! But they both live through the story. But despite despite her best efforts providing him with uh, piss medicine, <laughs> yes, piss medicine, yeah, yeah. The, the piss doctor peasant <laughs> somehow, woman. Somehow, somehow they both. Um, <laughs> she, she's incredible, but but their whole relationship is also that like, and it builds suspense. I think because they're not talking about their feelings and how she like likes him or loves. It's like it's not that flowery crap. It's like this is serious. Like we're mm-hmm. fucked, gonna die situation. Let's have let's spend a night together. Yep. And yep. And. Like I was there's a yeah. there's a 30 scored review on Metacritic from Peter Brunette of film.com with the possible exception of the action sequences and the occasionally imaginative set design it's awful. And I'm glad he mentioned the set design. And and in general 
they shot in a location that helped tell the story. It was moody. It mm-hmm. was brutal. It was wild. It was atmospheric. The use of the mist and the the way the Viking village was built as just it was wood and mud and 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 mm-hmm. brutal. And yeah, it wasn't your Game of Thrones huge castle. It was no. a shitty wood fort. This is this is like <laughs> yeah. barely above prehistoric people. And then the mm-hmm. Vikings themselves. Like it's they didn't have a conversation about this, but if you're paying attention, the Viking themselves are all wearing different armor, and the armor itself yes. is from different geographical locations. Like the the head chieftain guy looks like he's wearing like French knight armor, and mm-hmm. one of the other dudes has this very specifically shaped helmet with a faceplate that moves out that looked like mm-hmm. a Roman like Praetorian helmet. We called that one Thor too. Thor too, and and then oh yeah, we haven't got to like yeah. those amazing nicknames. My, the the for naming every conventions. The, the problem is, yeah. I would give you the names of these Vikings or actors. We don't know them. It's hard. we made up our yeah. own because they rarely rarely use each other's <laughs> names. So much so that in the IMDb list, there's the name of the of the character and then a nickname next to the character that we did not hear in the movie. No, no. And we didn't know they were going to do that, but Michael had already come up with naming conventions just so we could keep track. And yes, then we, yes. after the movie, we tried to figure out who each, each person was, and IMDb had come up with, I would say, inferior, but also naming conventions. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you said that, because they are definitely inferior. So I, we, we derailed your point, though. You're talking about just the attention to detail about yes. their armor. Yes. So you had, like, a conquistador armor and, and like, Yeah, that was Snotty Bear. Snotty and... Bear had the, uh, yep. the conquistador mm-hmm. armor. And, like, um, it... And... Banderas was in chainmail. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just... And very, there's just a lot of flavor. There was, you know, a person who had, like, Celtic knotwork across their face and wore a kilt. And, like, all mm. of it, because what freaking... Norse warriors did was roam around Europe via boat and rape and pillage. It's just what they did. They spent a lot of time in Ireland fucking around. Like, and of course they would loot the bodies of their kills and they would, so they would be arrayed in their trophies of warfare. And it's not like we talked about this. It's not like they bragged about it. It was just, they showed it. They had it as part Mm -hmm. of the atmosphere, as part of the imaginative set design was also the costuming. And like that attention to detail was delightful. The fact that Antonio Banderas was wearing gorgeous eyeliner in the beginning. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. He looks looks very beautiful. He was beautiful. He was beautiful throughout the movie. Oh, he's beautiful. This is 99 Banderas. I mean, Uh, Banderas won't age ever. No, he doesn't. But like, this is is peak Banderas. The the eyes. Beautiful man. Those beautiful, soulful eyes. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think it, just to close the loop on this, so you're Amber, what, from what, I, what I'm hearing from you is Amazon sent, classifying this as a documentary, partially true. If we're at a, you know, I mean, <laughs> if we're talking about the costumes, damn it. a little bit documentarian. No, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. God damn it. Yeah. Got me yeah. again, Amazon. What is truth anyway? You That's know? a great question. That's a great, is everything a documentary implicitly? Yeah. Even if it shines a light on what, if, if it's fictional, it tells us what is true in opposition. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my breakfast is a documentary. Oh, dear. <laughs> I would say that the critics really didn't appreciate it. I think if you've read the books, I could see being disappointed in how the story was really kind of ripped down into lean, mean fight scenes. And the director himself... That's kind of what he'd do. He's like the guy who did Predator and Die Hard and Die Hard with a Vengeance. So, yeah, you get that guy, you're going to get a really solid action movie with burly male characters doing their warrior thing. And that's what you freaking got with, like, amazing visuals and really funny dialogue mixed in. 
And if I may add, I you know I didn't realize until we were doing a little bit of research for this that he this was the same director that did Predator. Predator is a critically acclaimed, awesome Arnold Schwarzenegger classic. It, this is basically the same movie if you think yeah. about it. Like it's yeah. not that different. Like they just keep having encounters with a, and in Predator's case, an actual supernatural force. But like, um, but then they learn that they can actually kill it too. You know what I mean? So that's it, and one by one they get picked off, and mm-hmm. there's you know these manly warrior dudes. It's the same movie, just different context. And I would argue in some ways, Thirteenth Warrior does some things better. I don't disagree. Whoa. I don't. Whoa. There's a little bit more depth to it. There's a little bit more interest in the dialogue, and and there's not a ton of character development, but you do get distinct characters presented you to you enough. just with the yeah. action is mm-hmm. yeah so it's like that's how it's and so just to close out the critic corner no you're wrong again 42 percent from metacritic what did you have from rotten Ouch. tomatoes meg i had 33 from the oh, critics and 66 from the audience fuck you. at least the yeah, audience the was at 76 out. yeah 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 it's, it's no. 76 80 to me is about right like uh, maybe it's like 70 if you're being if, it, if it's not your like thing but it's a good movie it's well yeah. made this is it's a well great made. action movie like it is a great action movie good one-liners badass moments just yeah hells yeah yeah let's get into some of those badass moments let's, eh? let's do yes mm-hmm. leave the critics behind see you later you hacks yeah mm-hmm. The the how deep do you want to dive into the first thirty minutes? The first thirty minutes like establishes how um, Banderas came to be with the Vikings, and then they like after like minute thirty, they they get to Hrothgar's castle. So yeah, I I prefer to to concentrate on on after they get to the castle. Yeah, we can sure. we can do a drive sure, by sure. of the of the beginning part. Yeah, yeah, it, it really does seem like Antonio Banderas looks at someone's wife askance and then they send him <laughs> they yeah. send him thousands of miles away to die in a mystery <laughs> I, that's how so but that's how he says it but we're we, we only get his perspective and i have yeah. this impression that he wrote like in a a, a like really really like body poem Raunchy about poem, yeah. her mm. and it and it was like he thought he was being clever and he like delivered it to the king but it was clear that he was talking about the the king's lady um, in a pretty inappropriate way. That's was just, my impression. Yeah. Of, it was just he, a noble's he, lady, and the noble told the king to do the thing. But but yeah, he, he probably uh, wrote just a very detailed poetic description of the woman's vagina, and uh, the dude recognized it, mm-hmm. and it was all That's almost certainly what happened. And he yeah. was like, wait a minute, that's one of my wife's vaginas. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'd recognize that anywhere. I would know a description <laughs> of that vagina from anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, if the audience is listening, we don't know that that's what happens, but we are pretty sure that that's what happened. Uh, yeah, I think, TJ, you're, you're right. It's, it's heavily implied, yeah. by which it's not implied at all, but I now can think of no other way of interpreting that. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I do like that he brings his friend with him. Like, so his friend also has to get banished, too, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I, think I didn't just, think about I, that. I think he said that that's his dad's friend who's traveling just, with him mm-hmm. up there and then is going to go back. Yeah. Yep. Oh, he's going to go back yeah. eventually. Yeah. Okay. That was my understanding. But, but he um he he acts as a translator when he encounters the the Vikings and uh, there's a whole oh there's a boy who needs help and oh he's, there's an old lady who threw some stuff on the ground and she's like thirteen warriors are going and you know it's like I'll be one of them and then Antonio Banderas is sitting there and the lady's like blah 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 and then it's great there's so you're translating from Norse to Greek to English. Because they find one of the Vikings, who we call Viking Puck, who is by far my most favorite. He's jolly. He's funny. He's 
dashing. He knows Greek. So he's translating from Norse into Greek and the Greek into English. And so they're like, you know, by way of telephone, oh, actually, the 13th warrior can't be one of us. It has to be someone who's not from here. So here comes the coercion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone, it's, like, it's, it's a pretty exciting moment in the movie where everyone's like volunteering. And Antonio Banderas is actually like, like Ibn is what they call him. But he's really getting into it, too. You can see yeah. him being like, Look he's kind of getting swept away with the the excitement of each of the Vikings volunteering and saying, I'll be number 13 or whatever, 12 or 11 or whatever. And then everything goes quiet suddenly. And he has no idea what's going on. And that's mm-hmm. a good moment. In the, it is in the a good moment. It's a great scene. Everyone's just kind of looking at him and he's like, what's what's happening? Yeah, it's like this rowdy <laughs> festival atmosphere of testosterone and then dead silence. The, this, of course, leads to probably my favorite pre them getting to Hrothgar's kingdom and shit really getting creepy and interesting is as he's journeying, you know, via horse, via boat, just miserable around campfires through rain and cold, you just see him watching all of the other 12 warriors talking in language he can't understand. And then over time, you start to hear, like, they start to say things in English until finally he's sitting at the campfire and he can understand everything they're saying. And one of them makes a comment about his mother. And he very slowly and methodically says in their language, at least I know, like, basically, my mother was a pure woman. And at least I know who my mother is, you pig-eating son of a whore. And so, like, <laughs> the, the first yeah. words he utters after learning their language is a defense of his mother, and then a burn on the guy being a dick, and then just in case he didn't understand he was calling him a bastard, he outright insulted him. Yeah, mm. Like, yep. that's a pretty good my- move. That's a baller move for an ambassador yeah. to make. Yeah. Oh, and then the follow-up to that I love too, because then they're like, how did you learn our language? And he's like, like very serious. He's like, I listened. <laughs> and then there's a beat, and then everyone just laughs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> everyone just has a huge chuckle about that. That's so great. Because he's trying to like show he belongs in a sense, you know, and like with these rowdy, you know, uh, rowdy Viking boys. And they just, that's the moment when, they kind of take him under their wing. They start calling him little brother yeah. very shortly after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do other things too. They make fun of his horse. They call it a dog because it's so small. Mm-hmm. And then he 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 drives, He does dressage uh, for a bit. Like he goes and jumps over all these like fences and bushes and stuff. And he's like, "Yeah, see, I can I can ride a fucking horse." And they're like, "I've never seen a dog jump like that." Like they just keep like getting after each other, and like it makes you. They do enough and. Five minutes of film to like yeah. build this camaraderie that like it's really really funny and great and sweet and sweet in a way yeah you yes. know? like um in a very kind of like i guess toxic masculine bro kind of <laughs> yeah. way but, yes. yeah, ultimately, but they're viking sometimes. warriors yeah. so you can, you like, can forgive okay. it because yeah. they're from 1000 yeah. right they're, they're yeah. within the context of being viking warriors they're actually kind of sweet yeah they're wo- <laughs> yeah. actually kind of like friend like warm people like calling him little brother and like sort of like uh, the, yeah, it's it's a little bit like Disney does toxic masculinity. Like it's sort of like <laughs> you feel a little bit okay about the whole thing the whole time. But we even when they're on the boat and and Banderas is vomiting over, and they're all like la- they're like laughing in this storm, and like it looks like the, like the movie A Perfect Storm, um, like with the big tidal waves and everything, and uh, and he's hurling over the thing, and, and Snotty Bear comes up with a bowl and he says, "Hey, you eat this," you know, like like he's taking care of it, like in a very like loving way mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Yeah, and there's enough of that, and and it's done very, like, succinctly that, like, I I do think they could have spent more time, like, distinguishing these different tall, blonde 
men uh, from each other, but you don't really need it. Like, you you know a few of them pretty well, and you see these, like, intimate moments between a lot of them. And that's, I think that's plenty. I don't think I'd want half an hour more of that, because, the, spoiler alert, a bunch of them are about to die. So. Yeah, a bunch of them die. Yep. And really, like, three of them come out in the wash as being actually distinct and interesting. And that's enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Other than Banderas. Yeah. 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 12. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yep. Absolutely. It's, it's the problem that the Hobbit movie ran into. Like, they made, first of all, they made nine hours of it. But then they had all these dwarves that they, like, felt that they had to give a bunch of backstory to. And, it, like, it didn't matter. And, and honestly, I don't know that they distinguished those dwarves anymore they did a shitty job any more than they did with these these guys in like one movie you know exactly in an hour and a half versus yeah yep this this was this was exactly right like i i know the characteristics of the the ones that made some sort of distinct impression those are the ones i know the rest are sort of just like that's the guy that's going to die in this way but there's, you know, there's, you call Snotty Bear, the guy in the conquistador armor, mm-hmm. he, you know, snots into a bowl and hands it to Antonio, because everybody's like <laughs> washing hands and doing disgusting things into this water. So he's, of course, into Snotty Bear. Bowl, yeah. yeah. Fight, the yeah. snot bowl was part of the, the their meeting, too. Like, they're all Ugh. snorting and mm-hmm. washing their hands and splashing it in their faces. Yeah. And it's like, that's their, commu- that's how they're tied. Like, yeah, in, the, in a very visceral and disgusting way, it shows you the bonds between these men. Yep. 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 We we know we know who they are by their characteristics. That's why the nicknames work so super well. And mm-hmm. we also know that apparently uh Antonio Banderas's character wasn't just a poet. He was also an expert rider, uh eventually an expert swordsman, also uh mm-hmm. a blacksmith. Um he can work metal mm-hmm. and um oh, a linguist because he just learned an entire language. Right. Over the course of just traveling, I mean, even if it took months, mm-hmm. that's still very impressive. So, yeah, yeah. But his one flaw is his lack of faith in piss medicine. True, <laughs> true. Ah, uh, the piss doctor. All right, we're in Hrothgar's castle. Megan, take it away. Oh, I'm taking it away. Oh, great. Uh, well, this is where they they we we get. What's really interesting is we both have the mystery of like, okay. They've been asked to come up here by a small child who has come, you know. <laughs> that is funny. To, a lot rides on the word of a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you saw how far they went to, like, <laughs> to, yeah, like this one small child went down to ask for these thirteen warriors to come up. You know, th- thousands of miles, thousands, yeah. hundreds. That of kid miles? didn't make it know. back home. He died. He no, died somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think there was a band of like. 400 children he's the last one he's one of the warriors because it takes him so long that he's grown up and that's he's actually (laughs) he is there i see (laughs) i see um but yeah so um so we have the 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 mystery of of what is happening to this um village and um along with kind of the internal politics that are happening in this village which is really not what i was expecting to also address it was very interesting it's it's a very it, it's a movie that deals with practical realities you know you may mm-hmm. think you're fighting one war but often you have to fight it on multiple fronts or even fight a war internally while you're fighting a war externally that's so true and i think it yep. covers that very very effectively yep there's there's a the king himself is is not doing so well health-wise he's about to go his son the prince has apparently killed all of his brothers uh mm-hmm. and uh he's a bit eager to be in power and fears that uh what what was the nickname for the head chieftain 
who's leading the band. Young, I called him Young Gandalf young because Gandalf, yeah, yeah, because he has his his hair was so blonde it was white. Fair so uh, yeah. young, he he fears that Young Gandalf is there to supplant him and take his birthright. So he's he's a little uppity the whole time. They're trying to fight cannibals that are coming in to murder them all. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it definitely leads to some yeah. some poli- some Viking politics that happen right. mid yeah. battle Re- for their Real, lives. Real politic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. At this point, they don't know it's cannibals. There's a lot of superstition. They're they're afraid of mists and fogs, and they you know they they you know rely on women with bones to tell them what to do. Wait, wait. Um, I, you said that disparagingly, yeah, but I would say women with bones <laughs> nailed this. Yeah, they like, did. They, 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 yeah. They, the first time they send the thirteen people, and they're the right yep. thirteen people to get the job done. Yep. And yep. the second time, and I think Antonio Banderas is key to that. I think she was right. You need TJ. this other guy with mm-hmm. a different perspective TJ. coming in from outside. And then the second woman, who's already, she's pretty sleepy. Even when they get there, they get a sleepy woman <laughs> with bones who I think takes a nap in the middle of the like, telling them. And what the they middle of the conversation, do. yeah. Her advice is perfect, and yeah. that it gets them all the way through it. It does. Yeah. So I'd TJ. like you to say "woman with bones" again. I stand corrected is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I stand firmly corrected. You are absolutely right. The bones don't lie. I mean, I, I should know this from Willow. The bones don't lie there either. True. So. Yeah. Um, but they. So there's a very uh, harrowing scene where, um, like, very shortly after they arrive, where there's a naked boy running and uh, like out in the field, and he's holding his ears. And they discovered that uh, like a nearby farmhouse has been sacked by whatever this, you know, evil force is. And then it turns into Viking CSI or Viking SWAT team. Yeah, it's great. It's really cool. (laughs) Yeah. Suddenly his team snaps into action. Everybody knows mm-hmm. their role, and they're all different. This guy's climbing onto the roof of this place. The other two hold their swords in hand, ready to breach the front. Then there's single braid guy with his bow ready, notched, aiming at the door. He's the sniper and the spotter. Like, it's, they're yeah. all just, like, and they're doing hand signals. It's this immediate, yep. and then the entry is seamless. Yep. Through the yeah. window, yeah. through the door, sweep the cottage, and then out. Ready, like, to let yep. everybody know it's clear on the inside, come in. It was so... CSI Viking. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was fucking cool. I could swear I heard bad boys, bad boys, like in the background, <laughs> but I don't know. I can't be sure about that. Like maybe it was really soft. But um it, yeah, at one point Banderas like almost steps in front of the sniper and the guy is like one of the other really good one liners is like, Don't get in front of me. <laughs> Just so so calm. So matter of fact, and his yeah. focus never wavers from the door. Like he Oh yeah, is... he never looks yeah. Yep. And that might be that dude's only line. He delivered it well. Mm-hmm. He did. He you distinguished know? himself. And, uh, it's funny too because that scene, nothing, no actual action happens, but it it shows you how coordinated and prepared these guys these yes. guys are for anything. Mm-hmm. They're they're right. ready. If 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 there had been a, like a hostage crisis in that Viking house, rather than just a bunch of pieces of human beings that have been chewed 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 a bit, um, then they would have been ready for the hostage crisis. Yep. They would have gotten those hostages mm-hmm. out alive. I, I, I guarantee. Yes. The, the, it does such a good tonal shift. I, I feel like what you're saying makes me think of how the beginning was so, you know, the beginning of the journey, kind of silly, kind of mm-hmm. light, kind of, ah, fish out of water. You know, he's listening to these Vikings. He's dr- riding his horse around and demonstrating that it's kind of silly and light, light until that boy shows up and then the music shifts. And there's this really mm-hmm. creepy sound that happens every time it has to do with the creatures. And 
And they, they've kind of been building up a little bit because we, we won't even say their name. We won't say the name of what they are. It's right. an un, unnamed threat because it's so dangerous and so supernatural. And then they go to the cottage and like, yeah, they've snapped into action. It's They're not laughing and joking anymore. They're silent. They're on point. And then we go in that fucking cottage and it is body parts and mayhem and yeah. gouts of blood and just a, a body hanging from the rafters with its head missing. Like a yeah. Antonio Banderas' mm. character goes to like, lift a blanket where he sees an arm out of the covers and it's just the arm that just like flops onto the yeah. ground it is a very yeah. sudden shift yeah. yeah things get real real fast it's really yep. jarring and it's good like it suddenly goes to like spine tinglingly unsettling really well mm-hmm. great i can go yeah. Um, yeah i did learn a, lo- a valuable lesson if you ever enter a room filled with carnage and there's a there's a blanket that seems to be buzzing, like it might be just <laughs> body parts covered in flies. Let's say, maybe just don't yeah. lift yeah. up the blanket. Maybe you already know what happened. Leave here. lots yeah. of bad leave stuff. The blankets alone. Yeah, yeah just there's leave. nothing else to investigate. There's nothing here to learn. There's nothing to learn here. No one else is lifting that blanket. What does that tell you? The blanket's doing you a favor. Yes. Yeah, the blanket's yeah, exactly. doing you a favor at this point. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't look a gift blanket a in the mouth. Yeah, mm-hmm. or in the arm, I guess. In this case, <laughs> oh. we get our first action um, scene after that. Yeah, yeah. That's so they they have it. I guess decided that um they know they're going to be sacked like the 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 hall gets attacked every once in a while or something and so they know that they're coming so they lay in ambush uh sleeping on the floor and this is comes it, oh, directly is, is from it every time there's mist is that is every that time there's mist yes. i think that's what it is yeah the every time there's mist thank mm-hmm. you and thank you for clarifying that and this is directly beowulf right this is beowulf's first encounter with grendel is he is in the hall and pretending to sleep and grendel rolls up and then they fight and beowulf rips off his arm and that's the end of the first act of the epic poem, right? Here, um, you have a bunch of dudes in bear costumes, and it's dark, so they don't really understand that it's people yet. And they're just coming in, and they rip off. Um, I think I called him "Gonna Die Quick," um, <laughs> is the uh, because I knew he was gonna because I seen the movie before. But um, they rip his head off and carry it away. And there's this gruesome scene as they're like leaving with his head, like the camera follows the head. And the, the entrails coming out of it. It's really, it sounds like it's too much gore, but it's not too much gore. It's like really just shot well. Yeah, Banderas gets slashed across the face. and um, But at the end of this battle, there's no bodies left behind. Yeah, that's of, a cool like thing. Like none of the enemy that they killed, they, they dragged those guys off too. And this is part of the, the, the psychic warfare that they're doing is they leave nothing behind to reveal that they're just people. Right. And it makes them seem even more supernatural and demonic than than they are mm-hmm. they that even... is, yeah the, the, that is the best part i for me i think the best part of the movie the chill the most chilling part of the movie is at the end of the fight when they're they, even they're like unsettled they're like wait a second right i killed at least two and these mm-hmm. i saw you yeah. kill at least two what, what where are the people we killed like this this is even, not cool. even antonio banderas <laughs> like stuck a sword in one of them before he got knocked out like we, we, yeah. we saw this happen and it, it is like they're clearly like we are seasoned warriors we can we can fight any threat that goes down by our sword and yeah, just seeing them look around and not see what they killed. And like the, the one person actually did chop off a hand and that was the one thing left behind, which is, I think, supposed to reference Beowulf as well. Because, you know, the arm, the hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yep. I didn't, you know, I never thought of that. You're right. But yeah, I... I, yeah. I it was a claw. It was, it was a claw. Claws. I think it was yeah. just the a, one that it was, was one of the claws. There, that That's right. Yeah. It was, I don't yeah. think it had a human hand attached to it. It wasn't a human hand. It was, was, a, it was a claw. So they thought that it was a monster, yes. right? Still, Still at this right. point. Yep. Yeah. Right. And I do like the way that like 
they're clearly unsettled, but they're all like calculating. Like, I know, I know, I'm a warrior. I know I killed two. <laughs> I know you kill. And like, and yeah, it is again. It's like very SWAT team again. Yep. It's sort of like, yeah. It goes like back to like, SWAT time. They're, they're like aware of everything happening yes. during the battle, even though it looks like yes. mayhem and like right? nonsense yeah. is going on. They're like, yeah. I was I was calculating the whole time what was going on perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> and and even though they've lost some. Uh, of their own people they're just kind of trying to figure out what's happening and it's still so matter of fact they're like you know rag oh his name was ragnar uh gonna die quick he's like well ragnar's here the head no they always <laughs> take the heads like it's just yeah. so yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like writing he's checking his notes they have a wall somewhere in the pal in the in the shitty palace uh with the the red strings mm-hmm, going from mm-hmm. one thing to another like they have it all they're trying to map it heads, all out it's question really cool mark. Yeah, (laughs) where? (laughs) There is something satisfying about them not just being like a bunch of like, like savage, you know, I actually think it's more realistic in a way, like to Mm -hmm. be successful in this sort of venture, you actually need to be smart and calculating Mm -hmm. and figure out like what the weak points are and what are the practical issues that I have to deal with. And I think Mm -hmm. there's something really satisfying about watching a watching a like barbarian movie, but where the barbarians are actually like really competent. Yeah, really know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. They're good at what they do. And like you know, yeah, they're tactical as fuck. And the yeah. next scene demonstrates just how strategic they can be when mm. they find out. Like essentially, the woman who put horse piss on Antonio Banderas's face is like, "Hey, man, the prince is plotting against you. Is there any truth to the fact that like a young Gandalf wants to take the throne?" And so like they realize, "Oh shit, we're gonna have to deal with this internal problem, or we're gonna have to worry about knives in our backs while we're also mm-hmm. dealing with this external threat." What do we do? Well, we are simultaneously building a wall for this heretofore right. unwalled city because we know they're coming for us again. Mm-hmm. Yep. They they think a dragon is coming. They're told there's a fireworm. They legitimately think a dragon is about to descend on mm-hmm. them. Yeah, which is a reference to the third act of Beowulf, where he's actually killed by a dragon. Um, hmm. But uh, but uh, anyway, but getting ahead of ourselves a little bit because they're like, okay, we need to build some defenses. They're building some walls. They're making stakes and stuff. There's a really great scene where they give Banderas a sword, but it's too big for him to use. So he's like, where's the blacksmith? And they're like, over there. And it's like, how do you not hear that blacksmith? <laughs> the right blacksmith is like taking up the entire ding, half of the... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where's the blacksmith? But he goes to the blacksmith and he fashions his own sword that's much smaller. And I think the Sc- the one we call Scotty was like, give him a sword and he makes it a knife. You know, like a really, uh-huh. another really good little line. Mm-hmm. And But then he like, again, has to show off that he can, he can do it because he... Um, Chops one of the wooden uh, planks and turns it into a, a, into a, a spike. Steak, yeah. Like, uh, and then there's some other like off color thing, like, well, it's still a knife or something like that. No, like, yes. it's, they, they, they like look impressed for a second, then all laugh <laughs> and say, when you die, can I give that to my daughter? <laughs> that's right. That's what it was. Thank you. I'm glad. Thank you for rescuing that because it was a good line. Um, and, they, and they're also already kind of impressed with him because he didn't run the night before. Yes, they're like, that's right. they were like, oh, huh, he didn't run away when they find him like half clawed <laughs> yep. and like lying it in is, a pile of. You get the impression that one of them owes someone another one of them some money. A hundred percent, because legitimately, like as they're pulling him up, ah, he didn't run. Isn't like just yep. the dialogue. Pleasantly surprised. <laughs> As they're all still like breathing heavily from having murdered and been yeah. murdered. Mm-hmm. Part of their calculation, right, was probably, oh, Eben's probably going to yeah. run, so we need to make sure Gotta we- keep an eye out like, for that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right. He's he's really like, as far as they know, he's he's their lucky charm. He's nothing else. Sure. Like the yeah. woman said, yeah. you need a 13th guy from outside town. He's their lucky 13th guy. They're not exactly. expecting anything to come of this. He's, mm. he's not going to be helpful. 
Yep. Yep. So they're building this wall and there's this muck pit and they're, they're trying to game out how they're going to deal with this conniving prince, right? And um, the chieftain, young Gandalf, and uh, Norse Puck are like talking and they, and they see that the prince has like a, a big thug. And they're like, well, let's do this little proxy battle, right? Like if I can have one of my lieutenants take out one of his lieutenants, that might squash the beef and not cause a huge internal war. Like if we attack the prince directly, that's going to be too much. That's going to turn the people against us and all that, right? But just to be clear for the for the listeners, this is all implicit discussion. Like this is like you have to like this is all implicit. You have to in, you, you have, have to, to reverse like, engineer why they're doing this and yes. how it makes yes. any it's sense. So yes. <laughs> good because Antonio Banderas tells uh, young young Gandalf. And young Gandalf is having this conversation in front of him with with Norse Puck. And it just shows them mm-hmm. looking at the prince. And then the camera sort of focuses on the very tall redhead next to the prince. And they're just like, hmm, this is a problem we're going to have to deal with. We can't just let this go. What do you think? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. The thing? Yeah, the thing. And so he like, Norse Puck gets into the pit and starts flinging mud on giant redhead guy, who's actually kind of polite about it. He's like, hey, man, <laughs> Super Barry, nice, actually. watch what you're yeah. doing. And then he's like, what, you dig like a dog? Did you just call me a dog? No, no, I said you dig <laughs> like a dog, like some animal <laughs> flinging muck around. Did you just call me an animal? And so he <laughs> picks a fight with this guy and they do like ritualized combat. And you think, oh, so he's just going to kick his ass. It's going to be a show of strength and that'll squash the beef. But no, it's deeper than that. Looks mm-hmm. like Norse Pook is going to lose. Like they each have three shields and his shields just get destroyed. And then the prince nods yeah. and the redhead's like, okay, I guess I got to kill this guy. And then young Gandalf nods. And suddenly the seemingly exhausted and beaten Norse Puck just fucking beheads redhead. Just immediately yep. beheads him. Like it's nothing. Like it's yep. nothing. And Antonio Banderas is like, what? The fuck? He's been saying, end this, end this. Norse Puck's about to die. What the fuck? What are you doing? This is crazy. And they finally have to explain it to him. They're like, they know we're strong. They knew we were strong before. That's why they were worried. Now they know that we're smart because we pretended we weren't going to win and then won. So they have to worry about the thing they can't, like the strength they can't see now. Problem solved. Mm -hmm. Problem solved. He he concludes that with, and fear what he does not know. Yes, yeah. which is yes. a great line. Yes, there's so much <laughs> psychological warfare. I think that's, in this movie. I think that's the so deepest part great. of the movie. It's so complicated and like unspoken. Like that, he just said, he's like, "I'm going to explain it in one line." Like he has a calculator we can't see a theory what he doesn't know. All right, let's move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And and then another layer to all that is they're like, "Oh, we're going to mourn the loss of the redhead." Oh I yeah, threw. I didn't really want to kill that guy. Like, yeah, I f- like we feel bad about it. It was a means to an end, and we had to do it for the greater good, right? Because he says, because he says, he says, we will miss his sword this evening. Yes, I think that's, yeah. and that's how they because honor him. It's a like, fucking yeah. dragon is coming. A, yes, yeah. They, yeah. they kind of could have used that guy, but the 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 payoff was was worth it. And it's just like this all happens in like five minutes. Yes. Yeah, and I can see like from a critic's point of view, if they're watching a million movies or something, like, oh, they didn't explain this enough, or like. This this is too frenetic. This is they, one of the reviews we read called it a B plot, mm. right? And I was like, that is just really good. Like I'm tired. Like, I hate movies that hold the audience's hand too much, right? Like right. you can you can unpack that if you watch it and if you think about it for just a minute. Yep. And it's it's efficient. It's done well. It's 
awesome. And yeah. it's it's the heroes doing a similar thing to what the villains of the movie are doing. And it's ultimately why they're able to beat them. They kind of beat them at their own game in a way. I mean, in in the total way. That's exactly how they beat mm-hmm. them at the end. It's, it's all about fear and symbols and superstition and and uh, outgaming uh, someone more than just a show of strength. So Yeah. That's deep. I hadn't thought about that. That it's a it's yeah, a, that's, sort yeah, of a, that's very a, good. a microcosm of their their overall uh, strategy and the, and the yeah. strategy yeah. of their their enemy. It's yeah. like yeah, mm-hmm. fearing what you fearing what you do not know might be the mm-hmm. theme might be the theme of the the movie in a way. I think so. I think that's exactly what it is. I am a little sad that I have not yet mentioned uh, maybe my second favorite character. Norse Puck is probably <laughs> my favorite character, but freaking Viking Aragorn. What were we calling him? Mm. Mullet, mullet Aragorn. Aragorn. He definitely Aragorn. Has a mullet. mullet Aragorn. It's this guy who's sort of like dressed, for some reason, the way I think sh- the Sheriff of Nottingham was dressed, like this black, like mm. almost Almost cassock. duster? Yeah. It's almost like a weird duster with a sash. Like, I don't know how to explain it's, it's, it. It's very good, but he's got mm. the curly mullet mm-hmm. and he's like their ranger, their scout ahead. Like as soon mm-hmm. as they wind up in Rothgar's kingdom, like young Gandalf just turns to him and goes, be in the mist. And he just melts away. To go and like yeah. scout everything. And so he knows everything that's yeah. happening. And you get a scene after they've done Viking politics and Antonio Banderas is delivering food to him and he's going up to find him in the watchtower and he's just shouting his name. And the dude's finally like, shut up. And you see him and he's just like <laughs> chilling in a tree, which Megan called, I believe, did you remember what you called the tree? It's nature's tower. Oh, nature's tower. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, he, he explains to Antonio Banderas, like, obviously I'm not going to be in the tower. That's where they expect me to be. And like up to this point, he's able to just, like, smell on the wind whether a courier is wearing perfume and if they're traveling armored. And, like, he can see the animals moving through the forest and vacating areas where the cannibals are. Like, he just knows everything. And he's so cool the entire time. Mm-hmm. And I love him. He's fucking awesome he's like macgyver ninja viking yes all yeah over macgyver the too he, he yeah. also he also zip lines yes at one point he does needless, zip line. he, does he needlessly zip lines <laughs> yes it j- just to punctuate how freaked out he is in that moment he he because as he's talking to banderas all of a sudden there's a horn and he, they look up into the mountains and the music just like it's like it's like a sonic blood draining from your head sound and you see this line of fire descending the mountain, like the fireworm. And then he ziplines mm. to start ringing yep. the emergency gong. <laughs> like what? Yep. You could. What? Okay. Banderas was standing right next to the gong. Yeah, but, yeah, Banderas, but he wouldn't know how to yeah. do it. No, he would do it wrong. <laughs> the mallet's right next to him. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He would. He wouldn't have done it right. You can't trust him. You can't. No. Yeah. Have you seen his sword cool and line. his horse, Megan? I mean, come on. Think mm, this guy can hit true. a gong like a Norseman? He no. can't. No. He cannot. Um, moments before the battle ensues, I mean, they think a dragon's coming, right? And then there's someone outside the wall, and Banderas does his dressage maneuver again to get outside the wall and rescue this person. And while he's there, he gets a good sight at what's coming, and it's actually a bunch of the cannibals, like, on horseback. Um, With torches. And they're all carrying yeah. torches. Yeah. yeah. And so that's their, again, that's their psychic warfare, right? And one must presume that when they go to fireworm mode that they intend to just <laughs> that's over. slaughter yeah, everyone. That's like, the end. Yeah, that's the end. Like, you're done. Um, 
but he, he gets back in time to report that it's cavalry. And I think it was Norris Puck who's like, oh man, I kind of wish it was a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> or I much preferred, I'd rather I'd prefer, rather a, prefer dragon. a dragon. <laughs> is, is what he said, which I, is an interesting turn of phrase. Because mm-hmm. um, it's like, if he would rather prefer that, it means he doesn't <laughs> prefer that. He wishes he would prefer that because right. he wants to kill a bunch of cavalry is the <laughs> he, technical way to He wants that. to be braver. It's like he was actually making a meta comment, not even about this current situation. It's just yes. like, I wish I was so brave that I preferred a dragon. But I realized in this moment, when you said as people, that I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm yeah. not as brave as I want That's to be. That's so Norse Puck, yes. isn't it? That's so Norse Puck. So he's Norse deep. Puck. He's, 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 he's whimsical and deep. He is, because he's, he's made so many comments where Antonio Banderas is like, ah, oh, aren't you afraid? And he's like, the skein of my life was woven a very long time ago. I'll die when I die, as will you. And I mean, you're, when your time comes up, it doesn't matter if you're hiding in a hole. It's your time. You'll die here. You'll die there. It doesn't matter. He's like, so just enjoy it. He's like, well, I, I'm not a warrior. You will be soon. And that was right mm. before cannibals came crashing through the door. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's, he has the sage wisdom of, of sort of a Calvinistic <laughs> Norse yeah. warrior. They probably plundered some Calvinists. Peacefully at some point. fatalistic. He's, you know, he's just, you know, it's all right. But yeah. we'll I mean, fight until we die. As, we'll die as when a, we die. That's exactly. It. And like as a Norse warrior, that's how you want to die. That's how you get into Valhalla. Right. So technically, they're doing mm-hmm. exactly what they need to get to their uh, eternal reward of fighting permanently in the halls of the gods. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, Norse yep. mythology. <laughs> the battle ensues a lot of uh warriors get killed a, yeah. a lot of the 13th oh, warriors get killed yeah, i know um, every encounter yeah. something else i appreciate is every encounter is high stakes yeah. there's their numbers dwindle after everyone the, the, mm-hmm. the ambush they lost guys this battle they lose i think they lose um tat face they lose one uh, braid. Thor two. Horse puncher. Yeah, they lose one braid. They lose yeah. horse yeah. puncher. You can call him Thor two all you want, but the last thing he does before yeah. he dies is, is punch a horse. His last he act does. is punching a horse in the punch face. Punch the fuck out of a horse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they do learn one thing, and that uh, once they actually have some, they survive this fight, and they realize that they are fighting people, men. Right. Uh, Bandera says over, it's a man, it's a man. And it's it's him working through psychologically, like, oh, I, my fear, I can recalibrate now. I'm fighting against men. I can handle that. Yes. They're just trying to get in my head. And so it's it's this thing he keeps repeating and right. um, almost like a mantra. And he- uh, A mantra. Um, a mantra. No, no, I like it because it's it. a, he's their man. He's a man and they're men. Man. It's a mantra. Yeah. 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 I, I assumed that was on purpose. Anyway. <laughs> this wasn't. I'm not that clever. I'm just. Uh, we heard your rap. Bad at we know pronouncing words. Yeah. <laughs> so then they they have to decide. Uh, they they go to another uh, witch. So the women in this movie are as follows: mm, yes. um, bone readers, piss doctors, and too hot for the king who's mad and almost dying. I think <laughs> yep. is like the way yeah. they're presented. Anyway, that all seems right. And she's yeah. she's um, actually the, those. All of them are wise in their own way. Yes. So like all, mm-hmm. like, you know, the bone readers, yeah. you know, maybe seem crazy, but have good. I think have good judgment overall. And the, well, the, you've established that, yeah. And the piss doctor yep. is pretty wise and calm, and you know, like gets what's going on pretty much. And and the she's, queen, she's the queen great. is very yeah. is very put together and clever, mm-hmm. um, and gives them good intelligence. Yeah. I would say that they all have agency. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it really does seem that way in the film. And are smarter than the mm-hmm. men and know what's going on and kind of help steer and direct them in all their stupidity. Yep. Damn, this is a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I love the crazy sleepy lady. Let's give a prophecy, take a nap. Yep. Yeah. Megan, what was the prophecy? Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, the prophecy was, uh, you, 
you gotta kill uh you gotta kill their mother their mother their mother right because they they had an idol that got left behind which is kind of just the torso of a just a gigantic breasted woman um presumably um and then uh as she's as the prophecy lady is just um going to take a nap she just kind of opens one eye is like oh and kill the guy with horns too (laughs) the horns of power (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) It was like she just made that up. She just, just made that up. Yeah. Don't forget the horns of power. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. She, she was lying down the entire time she was talking to them. She clearly yes. had all the answers. And was like, oh, she's the earth seeker in the earth. Oh my god! And then literally closes her eyes. Is <laughs> I'm done mm-hmm. with you and this. And it's like yeah. it'll end if you kill her. And oh, oh yeah, there's a guy with horns. Um, I guess kill him yeah, too. Get him too. I feel yeah. like there were two directors for this. There's McTiernan, who was the original director, and then. The writer himself actually stepped in to finish mm-hmm. the movie when McTiernan left. So there's a scene at the end that apparently was shot by the director that was tacked on to the actual end of the movie that involves the killing of this person with horns of power. I feel like the woman was supposed to just fall asleep and then they had to reshoot <laughs> that scene where she suddenly wakes up and is like, oh, also, hey, wait, guys. I know that was actually kind of a baller way to tell you to get the fuck out, but... Also this thing. Also, it's kill this other dude too. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's almost like something from The Simpsons or something, <laughs> like almost a parody of itself. Like, oh, you must kill the right, yeah. mother. And that will be the... And the horns of power. Yeah, so like, oh, yeah, just one more. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Can't believe I almost forgot that. <laughs> it's a two-part system. I only gave you part one, and then I fell asleep. Yep. I'm glad oh. you're still here. Oh, holy! Wait, 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 How long was I out wait, this wait, time? Wait, third part. Also, they have a very charismatic, stable boy who actually might be able to take control. The <laughs> reins, if you will, if if this. Oh. Also, maybe take him out too, just in case. His name's Josh. Yep, the reins. The reins of future power. Yes. Also, take yes. those out. Just oh in case. Always in the bloodline. Always. In the bloodline. Uh, so they they hunt them down yeah. in their own cave. They bring the yeah. fight to them, which they yeah, go to the earth is... is actually pretty harrowing, right? Because mm-hmm. once you yeah. learn that they're men, you'd think, oh, this isn't that scary anymore. But then they go in There's with their dwindling them. numbers. There's maybe what eight of them left? Not even, not like even, half yeah. a dozen. And they have to infiltrate this cave of a lot of cannibals. It's like they're crawling one at one point, like in this slight depression in a room filled with them like it is a stealth mm-hmm. mission it's an infiltration mission yep mm-hmm. viking squat viking yeah viking squat yeah they're up to yeah. it yep they have to be yeah. quiet and yeah. swing mm-hmm. across chasms mm-hmm. and and there's a scene where they're where they're swimming it's through water stealthily with knives in their mouths yes like pirates. It, is, it is really intense and like it's it's yeah. all stealth any stealth any killing they do like they're it is just like a stealth mission. Like they, they infiltrate mm-hmm. the camp. Some guy like unexpectedly climbs out of a tent. They whack him on the head and shove him back yep. inside the tent. And then like the, mm-hmm. the sentries, they, you know, send a guy out who's dressed in the bear suit who like walks yep. up to them and then like stealth stabs him in the side of the head and the other one gets an mm-hmm. arrow to the face. Like it's. Yep. And then when they do the, you know, swimming through the knives in their mouths, they're getting to like the central area where they think she is. So they have to take all these guys out. And it's just this quick, quiet, like throat slitting. They come up behind the moment out of the oh, water. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. It, it's 
them at their finest. And it's it's amazing, right? They're these Viking warriors who can stand out on the battlefield and punch horses and shoot arrows. They can just be fucking ninjas too. Yep. It's great. I yeah, mean, to be fair, awesome. they, they, they lost their horse, horse puncher at this point. We don't know they what did. a horse puncher at this point, would they be did. like on a stealth mission. Do you ever bring I'm him? I'm speaking generally of their skill set, <laughs> <but> yes. <laughs> they might not have even brought horse puncher on this one. I, mean, I think you leave honest. horse puncher yeah. behind. Yeah. <laughs> and so they make their way to the, the queen or the mother's lair. And it's also the set is really beautiful. There's, Literally the heads of the other 13 warriors like in these vines as they're, as um, the chieftain is kind of making his way and, to, to slay her. And, and one of you pointed out, who did they do that for? Like, they did that for themselves. There's no expectation that anybody would come down there. Right. The warfare, this is not psychological warfare. This is just art. This is internal. They maybe showed this. It was maybe like a, this may be a place where they exhibit to the, some select group of the cannibals, but that's, it's maybe a hundred people get to see this and it's all internal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's wonderful. They were very committed Um, to their, their story. mm -hmm. They were there. I mean, they have this whole culture that you can see, like they have, um, skulls are everywhere, of course, and they have skulls, cudgels. So many skulls. So many skulls. You're you're under, that's actually, there are, it has to be tens of thousands of human remains in this, in their, in their lair. And that's when Antonio Banderas, uh, recalibrates his understanding of them. He says, I was wrong. These are not men. (laughs) That's right. That's that's an important line. I'm glad you remembered that. Yeah. Um, that, and that's, they find the huge statue of the, the large breasted idol. Um, and there's just mountains of skulls. It looks like fucking egos planet at, at, at this point, And it, so we've been seeing, you know, the little idols and then it, it is the massive statue of the idol and they were told to kill the mother. And so here's this massive statue. And Megan's question was, do you remember the question that you asked at this moment? Oh, how are they going to kill a statue? How do you kill a statue though? <laughs> 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 How did they kill a statue? It's totally fair um, question. Totally and fair they, question. If, we didn't know whether or not they were misinterpreted that advice, they would have had a similar problem to you. Clink, clink, clink. Did, did we bring explosives? Have we invented That's explosives? <laughs> Antonio Banderas, invent explosives. That's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've, we forgot to cover Antonio Banderas' contributions to the group. Oh, one of yes. which is. Yeah. It's <laughs> discovering oh the, the cave that no one else could oh discern. My God. Yeah. So oh there's gosh. a cave. Oh, this is so funny. There's a plant. So essentially, the, they speak to the old lady, seek her in the earth. They they follow the trail that the fireworm left. And, and Antonio Banderas asked Norse Puck, what are we doing? They're like, we ride out, find them, kill them, plan. And so they're riding <laughs> along. <laughs> and, you know, they see these totems. And Antonio Banderas is like, they're dressed like bears. They have claws like bears they put up bear skulls they think they're bears they want us to think they're bears how do you hunt a bear <laughs> run it down and kill it okay how do you hunt a bear in, in the winter, winter. You- yes, in winter yeah. all right all right i see that was good that was that's a good me. first answer that's on me i see what i did i did i didn't ask the right question you run it down with dogs and kill it okay oops 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 okay in winter you find its cave exactly so we need to find a cave and so that's when when uh, Mullet Aragorn comes out. He's mm. like, I see some campfires. <laughs> and young young Gandalf, is there a cave? Is there a cave? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Banderas is being useful. And then they're like right on top of the cave, and they're looking at a cannibal in a bear suit coming across the bridge toward them. 
underneath, like, underneath right there, like looking underneath down, them. and there's a bridge yeah. under them, walking, and they're walking mm-hmm. into a rock face, like just into it, directly into a rock face, and they're like, so where does he go? I don't, I don't, I like, don't see a cave. Uh, where's the? I don't see a cave anywhere. Where's the cave. <laughs> hmm. And unfortunately, and that's where Tony <laughs> his greatest moment. I think they would have just gone home. Yeah. I think in that they, they would have been like, home. well, yeah. no cave I here. guess they made uh, a bridge yeah. to the rock face. And then there's no cave. So what do we do? What do you do? And Antonio Banderas realizes, wait, that bridge goes into the cave. Yeah. It was mind-blowing. Fantastic. <laughs> Literally, because one of them got an arrow to the face, uh, to the forehead moments later. Um, so anyway, fast forward again. So there, um, young Gandalf squares off with uh, the, the mother. Um, it's a very re- brief encounter, and he, he does decapitate her. Um, but before he can do that, she poisons him with a with her middle finger uh claw um and uh so she he, he's got a, a poison scratch that will definitely be lethal yes. and yeah. the rest of the cannibals are coming so they need to yeah. escape like they need to get the hell what out do we do i guess we go deeper yep mm-hmm. classic and, and this yeah this started to feel super claustrophobic yeah. to me like mm-hmm. underground small areas they don't know where they're going they don't even know if there's an out mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it turns out it just runs into a wall. They're like, well, we follow the water. The water has to let out somewhere. And then all of a sudden there's just whole wall. Yeah. Yeah. And like, okay. Um, yeah. All right. We'll fight in shifts of two so someone just, can take a break. Uh, well, we're, we, can, we have some time to rest. And uh, like that's what we're going to do yeah. for now. I like that they don't, they cover that first before they find any other solution. It's just mm-hmm. like, all yeah. right, well, <laughs> we'll do as yeah. much yeah. as we can. We'll, we'll make our stand. Yeah. yeah. Thousands of them. But if we do in shifts of two. They're so consistent with their thinking mm-hmm. right like all throughout the story it's just well written um and uh then i think was it banderas again yeah well, the thunder says like right they set this up the too. thunder cliffs they, yeah. they give yeah, you they did set they, this up. he teaches the other guy aragorn i guess has taught him right mm-hmm. that like yes. when you hear the sound of thunder it's not really a storm coming it's actually sea sea water and cliffs or something or sea caves or something mm-hmm. like that yeah so they decide to make a desperate attempt to swim under uh and it's just a really cool scene of them like desperately swimming through this dark tunnel until they see a little halo of light and they come up out on the other side and and that's how they escape. There's so many good one-liners, most of them from, from Norse puck. And and this is, this is one of my favorites. Like it's, it's no one has asked anything. Most of them have ducked down and gone under and it's, it's just about, I think it's just Banderas and, and Norse puck. And he's like smiling, grinning, and like taking deep breaths. And he says, If they don't follow us, it's too far to swim. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. If they don't follow us, it's too far to swim. And then he ducks under. Then he he just goes under. And then they go for it, yeah. I love this guy's outlook on life and death and stuff. He's great. Yeah. And so they killed the mother, but they have part two of the mission, which is, and this, and this is, if you want to be a critic of the movie, I suppose it's fair to say this part does feel very tacked on, where they have to kill the guy with the horns of power, and so uh, they do a second raid on the town. It's a very brief fight. Um, Bullvi, young Gandalf, the chieftain, whatever you want to call him, uh, knows he's going to die, and so he's going to make his last stand. You get that beautiful line about, you know, if only someone would write my history, you know, I might feel like I was wealthy before I died. Um, and uh, and he, 
you know, faces down the the cannibal with the horns and kills him. And then the battle ends like abruptly, like the cannibals like disappear into the mountains behind them. Um, right. Some, somehow they immediately they, because of his scream, if I remember death correctly, cry. yes, he, he, yeah. he has a certain very characteristic death, death scream that he's showed them before um, right. so that so that they mm. would know when he died. Yes, and everything is shot in slow motion. So I think the actual length of this battle is about twenty-eight seconds between, like, yeah, it was the quick. cannibals riding up, Bullvi killing the the horn power guy, mm-hmm. him, him death screaming, and then the other the cannibals riding away, and then inexplicably, it shows what you presume to be cannibals, just like dark figures along the ridge lines that slowly just sink down out of sight, completely normally. Mm-hmm. So. Michael Crichton must have just gotten a bunch of extras to go put on like furs, stand out there, and then at his signal, just lower themselves out of sight. <laughs> <laughs> That's mm-hmm. good directing. Yeah, the effect was good though. The effect was like they're sure. disappearing. Sure, so they're the melting away. It's yeah. fine, I guess. It's yeah, it's a little too easy. I will say, in fairness, they set it up with this whole the whole world is run by superstition, right? In this. Um, psychological warfare is the real battle. And so if they've lost their two main symbols, then I guess they might crumble or think that these warriors are too powerful to tangle with or something in their culture might have signaled. So it's it's they do turn the tables on um, their enemy by using the enemy's own tactics in a, in a sense. It's true. I concur. I, I understand why they wanted that last scene. Mm-hmm. Um, because there is something weirdly anticlimactic about the like killing the mother in a cave and then swimming out and the end. There's sure. like something about mm-hmm. that that's like a little unsatisfying, but I still think it feels very tacked on to have uh, another yeah. sort of really brief battle. Yep. I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. Yeah, definitely. And they wanted to make the the leader of the warriors have a cool death. Yes. I think because he he wins the fight, but then the poison takes him over and he sits there and there's inexplicable red dog that has been through there throughout the movie that is kind of like the spirit guide or mm-hmm. something like just it's just always in the background um is like by his side um and he's just sitting there like a king on a throne but you know dead and it's kind of yeah, cool no, it is it is a cool, cool it is a cool scene actually yeah yeah i, I definitely agree he's just yeah he, he looks like a barbarian king and he has the most impressive man spread in death in that moment yeah <laughs> just like 90 degree angle <laughs> at that crotch. And if I may, a, a very nice little self-satisfied oh, yeah. smile. Yep, yep for yeah, sure. Like if he, I had to go out, happy. it's not bad to go out like this. I mean, mm-hmm. it, he killed both of the people they had to kill. He did. Yeah. He did them both yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think is interesting too, because in a way, Banderas was not the main character of this movie. Like he's there... Um, to provide like the audiences like you, you, movies and stories do this right they have the fish out of water because the audience is also fish out of water so you have someone to learn the culture so that the audience can then learn the culture and all that sort of thing well right? and presumably um, to draw the story for us yes right right, right. Yes. Draw, he was he's right. the observer who was able mm-hmm. to tell up these deeds exactly right. yep. exactly which it ends up being his real purpose at the end and so it's kind of it's just kind of interesting to have the main character not be the um, the hero, the real hero of the story, in a way. Yeah, yeah. You know? he was yeah. he was actually um, an interesting compromise because sometimes that person will be like actually totally useless, like they'll, they'll almost just be like 
I, I feel like he was more competent than you usually see of the person who ultimately isn't really mm-hmm. the hero or the person who's doing the, the fulcrum on which it, it actually shifts. Um, he was still mm-hmm. like not laughable. You know, he was right. he was competent yeah. enough. So, and I kind of liked it. Yeah. It was a little more even in a way as a yeah, as a main fa- character. He, he did find the cave. No, yeah, he, did, he totally I found agree. that cave. He did find the yeah. cave. <laughs> he nailed. He, he found contributed a cave so well. He contributed, but he didn't take over. Like I think of other like fantasy, like maybe Bilbo Baggins, right? Like Bilbo Baggins is supposed to be this ancillary character of this team of dwarves, and then he ends up becoming the star, yes. though. Like he has the ring. Like story. it's because of him, everything else happens. It becomes his story, right? Like it's not really. Um, uh, Oak and Shield, Thorns story, not really. Right. Um, it's really Bilbo's story, and so this is um, Eben's story, but it's it's really um, uh, Bullvi or Young Gandalf's story. You know, yeah. yeah. I, I know I mixed a lot of words and <laughs> names <laughs> of characters from two Gandalf, books there. Banderas, <laughs> yeah. yes, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yes, all makes sense. It makes sense in my head. That's all. That's all that matters. Right? That matters. The only it's real. So, so just to, to put a pin on this, what would folks rate this movie on the rock scale? Regrettable, outstanding, crazy balls, or K? It's definitely not regrettable or K. I, I go with outstanding. I don't know that it's. Cr- I'm outstanding. I think it's. I think by elimination, it has to yeah. be outstanding because it's. It's not a crazy balls movie in that like what you're watching, you're like this is totally bonkers yeah. off the wall. It's just well done. It's a well done it's movie. It's just a well done movie. Yeah. Sorry, it's just it's just good. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Outstanding. Yeah. The rock scale does it again. Oh, just, I hate you. Every every you are a monster. These are circumstance. It has the right. I was wrong. Answer. You are not a man. If I had to rate, if I, <laughs> well done. If I had to rate the rock scale on the rock scale, I would rate uh-huh. it outstanding. Thank you, TJ. Wow. Me too. And this Me was the too. last time TJ ever guessed it. Who knew <laughs> that his fortunes could turn so sharply, yeah. so fast. We did good work here, people. Indeed. Well, oh, I good. mean, to be fair, McTiernan, Banderas, and the motley crew of unnamed Vikings well, yeah. did good work. And we just... But, but I feel like we've served some entertainment justice I tonight. I 100% feel, agree. Feel this good. movie is sure. deeply entertaining, historical action. I love all... I mm-hmm. love the Vikings. Documentary. They're so good. The acting <laughs> is so good. Honestly, it is. The comedic mm-hmm. delivery... We didn't even get to say, these are a bunch of... It's Banderas and a bunch of no-name actors that many have never appeared in any other film. Again, Norse Puck, I think that this is his only thing he's ever he done. Is so that right? Good. We... I, yeah, I think there was barely he anything was else. Awesome. Mullet yeah. Aragorn, basically nothing else. I oh, mm-hmm. God dang it. They were awesome in this so movie. Good. Uh, and it's just I think that's interesting too, right? Because sometimes you get a lot of star power, and sometimes it turns out really great. Um, you got Banderas and Banderas is, is fine. I, I just, I feel like he's almost upstaged by some of these dudes who aren't really even that important. They're just really good. They're just yeah. good. Yep. Yep. It's good. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, it is, it is, sh- it remains shocking to me that this movie lost $130 million. It's a lot of money to lose <sighs> for such a great film. Mm. It does. Um, like, it's, it's one of the tragedies of Hollywood. I really don't. Like, there's the critics didn't like it very much. There's the whole the bullet the budget ballooned. There was drama with the directors and it, the test audience screenings were mm. disastrous. And so it just it got delayed. Yeah, yeah. it was yep. a whole mm-hmm. bunch of factors that sort of created sort of a dark cloud over this movie that maybe helped tank it at the box office. But like take it at face value, this is fun. This is good. This is as good as it needs to be to have been successful. And it's it's very disappointing that it wasn't. Michael, do you have a Sneha story? Oh, just a quick one. Um, Sneha lost her first tooth tonight. Oh, wow, she did. Um, Yay. So it's really cute. 
but she didn't tell us like uh we knew she had two loose teeth so she has another one coming but um so we knew it was coming and she i was expecting her fully like run up and say daddy look my tooth and like hand it to me like you know a normal kid would do and we were getting ready for bed right before we sat down to record this and we looked in her mouth and her tooth was missing and we're like sneha did your tooth fall out she's like yeah and we're like where is it and she's like oh it's under my pillow Oh, thank she goodness. She took that bitch directly, <laughs> directly from mouth to pillow. She did not want to waste any time. She did not want to miss the opportunity. Uh-huh. I don't know what we're going to put there in place of her tooth tonight, but it's got to be something now. We're on the spot. Right. She, yeah. she knows the ritual. I didn't teach it to her. Thank <laughs> goodness. I guess she osmosed it. She told you because otherwise. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. If we didn't notice, we would be. The real tooth fairy would have done something about it. Like if she, you, if the uh, parent misses it, hope that the, she would step in. the real tooth fairy yeah. does it. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. That's not how Christmas ever worked for me. <laughs> well, your trauma aside, Megan, do you want to do an Abby story or do you want to? Um, yeah, just very quick. Um, Dan called me, uh, FaceTimed me today. And uh, the first thing I saw when um, I, I accepted the FaceTime was me from both Abby and Maddie and apparently um uh the the chants before the call were see Mimi see Mimi see Mimi and they were very uh, wanted to to see to see Mimi so it was very cute Aww. that's very sweet that's cute yeah very sweet Megan do I have a recommendation uh well <laughs> I have a Amber got it right so if you <gasps> yeah this might surprise people we're in the presence of greatness Yes, you are. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is kind of an obvious one because everybody already knows this, but uh, Hades is fun. The video game Hades, Hades is quite fun. Mm. It was recently released on console and added to Game Pass, mm-hmm. and it's yep. fun, and I highly recommend it. It was the besties uh, uh, game of the year, uh, 2020, and they're right. And moreover, Amber got it right. Oh, I love that. Nice. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh, a roguelike, cool. but like you keep building on on, uh, you know, you kind of keep keep building um, interesting. You keep earning new weapons. You keep building. Um, you getting more interesting powers as you go along. Um, I recently heard that there's a god mode. So like, if you kept failing, you can actually switch on the god mode, which means every time you lose you um, start to take less damage and you can toggle it on and off. And it, I think it goes up to like 50%. So like you can take 50, like if you want to keep going with the story but are getting frustrated, you can turn on this god mode and uh, get through more of it. And that's um, the thing. Like it's got a story. Like it's it's the yeah. way they design the game is that you are supposed to die to progress to die. the story. Like your failure is right. intentional. It's such that even if you succeed... You're supposed to keep doing it again and like progress mm-hmm. the story and your interactions with characters and like that keeps you coming back yeah. because there's this whole backstory that's like based in Greek mythology that's it's 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 family drama, it's intrigue, it's mm-hmm. interpersonal conflicts. They they pull in Orpheus and Eurydice and Sisyphus and Achilles and Patroclus and it's like it it makes you want to fail so you can see what Deuce is gonna say to you and whether or not you'll ever get that drink. It is. Right. It is. I, I, it is deeply satisfying. There's a reason it's. It was so wildly popular. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the game. The game art is pretty cool too. Yeah, it's very well. It's yeah. like the, yeah. the atmosphere of it is well designed. Sort mm-hmm. of a comic book esque aesthetic. Yeah, that is really really well done and intricate. Like I notice new details when I go through different parts because every little piece of it is intricately designed. So 
Yeah. Yeah. So this is a three-person recommendation, I guess. Yeah. Play Hades. Xbox, PlayStation 5, uh, and PC. Mm -hmm. But uh, right now it's on Game Pass. I highly recommend giving that a shot. Well, this has been delightful. Uh, I I hope you all have a good weekend this year. And uh, gosh, I just I want to say I love you all so very much. And uh, this is the perfect this oh, is the thanks, perfect Amber. ending for this. Just a yeah. heartfelt decor- declaration of love. There's no better way to end this. And if you tacked another ending onto this, gosh, it would really <laughs> really kind of ruin it hate that, a huh? little bit for me and probably well, our listeners. I mean, yeah. Well, I just want to uh, really quick kind of uh, say what yeah, I always say course, at the yeah. end, which no, is wake up determined, go to bed satisfied. Oh, that's that, that's that must be a quote from The Rock, since there was no mm-hmm. rock word mm-hmm. in it. Wake, sorry, go to bed determined, wake up satisfied. No, wake up, wake, wake up. <laughs> oh my God. Wake up determined, go to bed satisfied. Oh, of course, that makes on. so much more sense. Wake up determined, go to bed satisfied. So, so and, just if I wake he, up, determined to do a thing whether or not i do it i'll be satisfied that i woke up with that determination i mean that's yeah there's no you just have to want it you just have to want it you don't have to do it you don't have to do anything you just have to want it and then you can go to bed being like i wanted the fuck out of that thing i didn't i wanted that so bad anyway i'm so proud of myself tomorrow i'm gonna want the fuck out of it again i don't even have to think of a new thing to want god i'm gonna be so satisfied for the rest of my life and accomplish nothing just yeah it's like the prophecy nap lady just wanted to give a prophecy and then got to take a nap she's very mm. satisfied with herself <sighs> even that image can't save you megan the horns of power you must get him too <laughs> <laughs> which uh dwayne the rock johnson has horns on his on his shoulders one of his tattoos. he is this he is the sense. horned guy <laughs> so he's dead now what you're saying is he's dead bullvike killed no. him and he's dead now. Mm, that no. guy actually anyway, was shockingly jacked. He was. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye, Megan. Bye. Bye.